The Incomparable Podcast, number 106, September 2012. We are back on The Incomparable. This is one of our uh, fabled Flash episodes where we don't edit it because I am very lazy, uh, and we talk about what just happened with no planning. This is Jason Snell. I'm the host of The Incomparable, and uh, joining me to talk about things that just happened are my Flash guests, Dan Morin. Hi, Dan. Hi, just now I'm talking really crass because this is a Flash podcast. Wow, that was really... You need to talk slower then. Nailed uh, it! Thank God, you're, thank God you're editing it. <laughs> yes. John Syracuse was the voice you heard there. Hi, John. Hello, Jason. It's good to have you here. Glenn Thanks. Fleischman is also here. Hello! Hello! Scott McNulty's not here. McNulty-ish greeting. Scott McNulty is is trapped in the wilds of... Uh, of Hello! Uh, of uh, Maryland. Yes, Maryland is where he is, which is very much like the Asylum of the Daleks. And also joining us is Monty Ashley. Hi, Monty. Hello. Thank you for being here. Uh, so our topics, we have uh, things that happened this weekend that we wanted to talk about really quickly. And uh, last year we did a series of Flash episodes quickly posted, unedited, uh, about uh, Doctor Who's uh, season as it was going on, mostly because I love Doctor Who and I like to talk about it. And uh, and so we're going to maybe do that again a few times. Uh, the Doctor Who premiere happened this weekend, Asylum of the Daleks, and uh, the Hugo Awards were also given out this weekend, which is very interesting given our podcast on that subject. And most importantly, I'm sure, far more important than the Hugo Awards, cue the music, is the fact that the at 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 the at the, the uh, Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, they have a they have an award ceremony called the Parsec Awards, which is for be- the best sci-fi themed podcasts. And yes, it is true. In a category far too complicated for me to remember, the incomparable was named a winner. So we are now officially an award-winning podcast. I believe it was best podcast named the incomparable. Yeah. <laughs> we we Walked had to, away with that. We, yeah, we had it sewn up. That's, we had it sewn up. And now we're going to dance with, all over that award by having an unedited podcast uh, where we all talk over each other. That's right. Now, People are going to say. Why is that, why is that? How could they have gotten an award if they can't compare us to anything? Exactly. Well, that's, uh, Jason, that was my plan all along. I will only take Dove's milk in my dressing room from now on all right. for my tea. Got it. Thank you. Check. Hey, hey. We're an award-winning podcast now. I anything know. could happen. You can afford it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. With, with this, is, this comes with a substantial cash prize, right? Oh, clearly. Clearly. Absolutely. I'm waiting for that to come in. I'm, I'm going to be um, checking my oh, mailbox. Man. Can we be the podcast that made the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs? We can. Uh, under 12 parsec awards, in yes. fact. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, thank you to the people who do the parsec awards. Uh, I appreciate it very much, and I think uh, it's a full credit to the excellent panel that we have uh, and, and have done these hundred and some episodes that uh, – you know, I really appreciate it. I think it's uh, fantastic. And uh, I, they asked me to send in a thing that would be like a pre-recorded thank you. <laughs> and and on Friday night, I, I looked at the clock and I said, it's too late. I'm very sleepy. I'm going to go to bed. I'm not going to win. 
it's fine. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just. <laughs> and then we we won the award, and there was nothing for them to play because you know I it's, was lazy. It's sad because I yeah. actually I, a friend of mine was at DragonCon, and uh, had I known, I would have yeah. instructed her to go and uh, go receive the award. On our accept behalf. the award on our behalf, please. The, well, the the girlfriend of one of our occasional panelists was there, so wow, that that would have been that would have worked. I I wonder if there's a statue. Anyway, it, that was that was a pretty cool thing that happened. Uh, statue of limitations. Doctor Who season premiere. Asylum of the Daleks, uh, Matt Smith getting the old band back together, Amy and Rory um, a, a kidnapped from the, by the Daleks in a, 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 an attempt by the Daleks to save their marriage, I think. <laughs> Wait, or, the Daleks' marriage? <laughs> no, to save the Daleks. The we Daleks were trying save to save the marriage. marriage. Yeah, that's right. You when belong together. Dalek, we'll make this work. <laughs> you just need some therapy. Uh, yes, the Daleks are marriage counselors, and they uh, and they uh, were very helpful in kidnapping Amy and Rory and taking them to uh, the uh, the Parliament of the Daleks. Uh, I didn't know the Daleks had a representative democracy either, but there you go, things you learn. I hear you could see Chewbacca and E.T. if you looked really carefully <laughs> and freeze-framed it. Yeah, I thought – I was really disappointed when there were just 40 minutes of various um, parliamentary procedures and <laughs> Robert's Rules of Order. I, the government. I call the question. It. I move we accept the meetings of the previous meeting. Yeah. Motion for cloture. <laughs> Exterminate the motion. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, and that's why – What do you suppose the Parliament of Daleks does the rest of the time? They play uh, kind of a neat mix of jazz and fusion and uh, no. then kill people. Actually, the correct answer there is legislate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, executive lunch. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, I, so I, I don't even know what to say about this. I thought it was a pretty interesting episode. Uh, I'm excited to have Doctor Who back. Daleks are problematic in that they're this this uh, emblematic creature. It's tied to Doctor Who. It's in the lore of uh, in in Britain, right? I mean, Doctor Who and the Daleks go hand in hand. They're kind of silly. They sort of told all the stories that you could really tell. And what I thought was interesting about this episode is that it really didn't feel like every other Dalek episode ever. Right. It really did. It really did feel like Stephen Moffat, who'd never written a Dalek episode before, tried to constrain it and make it well this is the this is where the really bad daleks are and they've kind of been on their own and and tried to make it more creepy and not have the the only scenes with the mass of a thousand daleks they're sitting in their little parliament office and uh, the rest of the time it's just kind of creepy weird kind of deserted rooms and and old dusty daleks that are slowly waking up and i thought it was an interesting attempt to take them and make them you know put them in a story that was a little more interesting where they could be a little more menacing and not just sort of silly and ridiculous not too menacing because you might actually then fear they they would actually hit a target with their lasers. Yeah, not, well, you know, no, it's not going crazy. Let's not be crazy. They're yeah, very no. good at hitting things that are chest high and directly in front of them. Yeah, only Imperial stormtroopers. <laughs> That's right. What do Daleks and stormtroopers have in common? Yeah, they, they Neither of them can climb stairs. Their lives. And the thing is, like, is anyone does anyone feel like the Daleks are threatening in any way anymore? Like they just they, they talk might anymore. Like just they kill might him already. They're like James Bond villains. Just kill him. He's right there. They, just kill him. they could roll over your foot. That would really hurt. 
maybe like you'd have a lot of by accident though i mean by accident they have a rubber bumper around the edges yeah just to prevent they might plunge you to god dalek bumper cars i think we just stumbled upon the greatest amusement ride ever well i thought that was the clever thing about having the asylum and having um having them be kind of waking up and sleepy and broken and crazy was that it it was a little more of an explanation for why they wouldn't immediately kill everybody what was it an asylum of the daleks or was it an old age home of the daleks yeah Yeah. hospital hospital were these just daleks had gone crazy since the big time war that happened no all the defective daleks all the daleks had you know they were saying they were you know out of operational parameters we were I think they still a... have this problem of figuring out. I mean, the, the, I think the, the showrunners and the script writers. There's, I, I had problems with continuity in this episode, and uh, tre- you know, there's tremendous <laughs> continuity issues. Right? But, <laughs> there is no continuity. Uh, I believe in the continuity you will find is. Oh, but even with Amy and Rory. But the, uh, no, but the thing is, they keep they can't quite decide what the Daleks are. So the Daleks are, as we know, they are they are uh, living organisms, kind of like the brain part stuck into a cybernetic body, right? Yes. And they're they're mutants and whatever, and uh, uh, designed by Davros, right? And um, but they sometimes they're like robots, sometimes they're like living things, sometimes they're supposed to have no feelings at all. And then the doctor's all up in their grill, literally no. this time about like they're <laughs> stolen the divine. No, they have hatred. feelings. They're hate. They have. They're hateful. They're, they're, they the Cybermen have no feelings. The Daleks are are pure hate. Talk about the Dalek. Yeah, that's true. But they sometimes talk about well, you know, you got rid of everything else. You're inside that you know metal shell because you'd just be screaming if you were. I don't know. It's just I think there's a little confusion there mm. in the script writers. I don't, know. I don't know. We've seen a pretty consistent like presentation of the Daleks. I feel since the since the Christopher Eccleston uh, first episode with that, yeah. they still sort of treat them like the robots that. Then they sometimes remember they're sentient. Like the whole thing with the the humans being taken over and the uh, defense system. We'll talk about where like people get turned into Daleks. I mean, I guess yeah, they, they start. Became, they became Cybermen this episode. Oh, we take humans yeah. and convert them. Yeah, to be, to be their slaves. Except for it turns out there's one that they just they did, did total, a full conversion. Total conversion. On. They were going to do that in New York City in 1931 with David Tennant, but they got all distracted by turning well, themselves into something. One, people. Could argue, one could argue that it was the Asylum of the Daleks. It wasn't the Dalek species. It was the ones on the planet where she crash-landed did the total conversion. So they are crazy, crazy to start with. I have a plot point question, though. At the outset of the episode, they do the thing they've never been able to do before, which is they get Doctor Who. For some reason, they have his TARDIS, even though I guess we didn't see it until they shows up in the parliament of the Daleks. They get Amy and Rory. They bring them all together, and they say, hey, we have this problem. You have to help us. And what, what was the problem? There was opera coming from the planet? Yeah, there was some. Yeah, I was unclear on exactly what was terrifying wanted, the Daleks. They wanted to destroy the planet, but there was a force field they couldn't stop because somehow the force field was controlled from they on the, the planet. They didn't want to destroy the planet because they honored their crazy. Well, yeah, but the problem was, I think they were worried they were all going to get out, basically. Yeah. Oh, because what was the, there was some issue. Well, that was the thing that I thought was ambiguous. Or like they're thinking something was changing on the planet, and they worried that they'd be able to break through. Right. Right. They they thought that the this uh, the crash, the spaceship crash, was going to lead to this chain of events that was going to allow a uh-huh. genius, evil, destructive Dalek to escape. Which I oh, think no. in the end, the suggestion was that that the girl, who turns out to be a Dalek, <gasps> was going to be this thing that would destroy the Daleks, and so they had to send the doctor in to get to to take down the force field so that they could 
blow it up and and i don't know i i it's I funny we, we usually make... the plot's a little clearer than us having there's five of us trying to figure out what it was exactly oh no, with the daleks i mean but did, did it, it matter in, in the... context it's just that i think we all forgot because it doesn't matter yeah in the I, end it was I, I don't yeah being confused just send them down me, i'm like all right fine whatever they gotta go down there as well as and turn off there's the a thing. convoluted chain of events but yeah he's got to go to the dalek planet and there's one way yeah. switch because you only want to turn the off switch inside where the crazy people are not outside where the people that's security glenn that's basic dalek security one one exactly. <laughs> let me let me throw out a question as long as we're talking about continuity so in my <laughs> mind this this episode takes place somewhere bef- after the so we saw last <laughs> season buff after no so buff after <laughs> which is a technical term well, she's, she's, she's a model she's a model no, now, so we right and we saw that alluded to in the episode with craig right. last season yeah it has to be after um, so it's after that because i think we see I don't we see isn't Rory there too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're back together. So yeah, and presumably. they're briefly he's briefly with them in the season finale. Right. And then this is the next time you yeah. know we see them. Did everyone watch Pond Life, the prequel? Yes. Okay. Yes, yep. no. Yes. Apparently yeah, there we, was another prequel I was just reading, oh, which yeah. I did not see. Yeah, it's okay. all this it's all actually, on YouTube. Yeah. One this of them actually my first episode with Matt Smith. What was that? This was actually my first episode with Matt Smith. Wow, you just jump right in, huh? I got what? bored partway through the David Tennant season where he kept whining about missing Rose. <laughs> uh, you got a long way to go. Oh, I man. I didn't realize it, it was better. starting up again so soon. It gets better. It gets better. You got to love uh, Catherine Tate was marvelous. Yeah, that was a good season. Loved her. Yeah. I will try to love her, but unfortunately, I now think of her as that awful woman on The Office. <laughs> oh, that's, well, that right. was, that's backward. That's totally out of sequence. She's quite yeah. charming. Well, that's, per- that's appropriate then, huh? Yeah. Well, so we had Pond Life that leads into this, which is funny although that the the direct lead in is a little bit abrupt yeah with the yeah. oh my god their marriage is falling apart right now right now because of some sort of silent scene involving yelling and I blame, eyeshadow i blame the ood yeah he, really that that's the like, sign that's the sign that amy is a model now is that her uh, her eye not. makeup is much darker yeah yeah the, that's, that's, that's it she's mean she's mean okay. and a model I do want to talk about the oud briefly because I have never laughed at anything <laughs> the harder oud. than there's the an oud on the loo, and it goes on and it goes on. Like I feel really guilty about this as they eat the delicious breakfast that yeah. he's making, and it just the scenes, the domestic See, scenes. Doing a doing bliss. a joke about finding an oud oud sitting on your bathroom on your toilet in your bathroom that that would be funny. But the fact that they then followed it up with an entire other webisode where the oud becomes their butler because that's what they do. They like to do that. Making breakfast, yeah, and it sure. just goes on and on. They're like, I should be really guilty about this. He says, eating his Scottish breakfast. So, so the episode itself, um, you know, the we're we're looking for Oswin, who is this girl who is chatting up the doctor via via radio, and and uh, he he is trying to find her, and she's sort of the source of where this is all going on. Um, and what is interesting about this is I followed this show enough to realize yeah, the moment she comes right. the moment <laughs> she comes on screen, this is General Louise Coleman who is playing the new companion later this season. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. then you're thinking, oh, is this a hint? Spoilers. Are we going to be meeting her? And it turns out, well, this spoilers. It's it, from a British TV perspective, there are no spoilers here. She's been announced. Everybody's supposed to see her and go, "Oh, isn't are we seeing the new companion early?" Exactly. And then at the end, it turns out, "Oh, she's a Dalek," and then the planet blows up. I had no idea she was the new companion. But I knew she was. A, I knew she was a Dalek. That actress is the new companion. Second. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I saw like, that. 
I saw her right away and thought she looks a lot like the girl with the who's new. Nah, it couldn't possibly be her. That yeah, it's sense. her. Like John, I knew, I knew it was, I knew where this plot was going. So you, f- you figured then, out, then you figured I, right you know, on that she was going to be a Dalek. And I convinced myself it wasn't her. And then I looked at the you know credits at the end. I was like, oh my god, yeah, it was her? That's her. <laughs> now I'm confused. But I would you, really like to hear her saucy, flirty dialogue coming out of the Dalek. <laughs> cut with just the Dalek <laughs> yelling right. and stuff. Why, Come on over they, here, chin boy. <laughs> why do they um, always wrap Dalek in chains that are easily breakable? That yeah, seems to well, be a consistent you know, theme. They have a lot of torque in those little wheels. Mm-hmm. But the Daleks wrap them in chains. Um, is, they what? The they don't even up. have hands. Well, you know, these, exactly. these, these creatures yeah, I think were they're doing pretty good considering they have to work with a plunger. <laughs> yeah, they should have stuck them to the wall with a plunger. That way they'll you never know, be able to move. What? My dad wanted me to be line. a plumber. There's <laughs> five left, six right. Anyone left. The Daleks, you know, this is, it's, it, these things are tied together. The Daleks and Doctor Who and, and, uh, Doctor Who has come a long way since 1963, uh, but uh, the Daleks are, you know, they look the way they are. The, they are what they are. And they were they are a creature created for a kid's TV show in 1963. And, and that's what I always feel like when I see the modern Doctor Who addressing the Daleks. It's like, they got to do it. Everybody loves them in the UK and they're, they're so tied together. And yet they are ridiculous. And it, it is a difficult thing. And you, you always sense every episode, Rob Shearman's Dalek, the Christopher Eccleston episode, which was an excellent episode. But, you know, you could feel it's the, what do I do with this? How can I make these guys... Relevant. at all relevant or interesting and in that episode they really did because it's a single one it's portrayed as being this kind of incredible killing machine the sucker actually the plunger kills a guy with the plunger excellent that work happens in uh that happens in one of the uh two-part season ends too they use the plungers to suck a guy's memory out the uh cult right. of scaros right so yeah. so th- there are these attempts but they're you do like, they're like original series klingons but they, they're struggling like- with it they're like <laughs> how can we make them and so you see in this episode you see Stephen moffat like what can i do to set this up so that they seem scary and they don't seem too ridiculous and we don't have them be because you, you can't just if all you do is kind of roll them out and have them be we will destroy you it's not that interesting because they are these ridiculous monsters from 1963 i feel like half the time we see them the doctor says something like time was one of you could have destroyed all planet all life on this planet but now i'm facing down eight of you and it's not that scary what happened to you guys and and he and he stops them with his mouth words yeah (laughs) they're defeated by by speech now he used to be a contender (laughs) although this time you know again uh, they, 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 it's almost like Stephen Moffat is just laying it out there. It's what if we bring the do- doctor in front of thousands of Daleks and you're thinking like, well, yeah, thousands of Daleks, they're totally, they should be able to destroy him, but they're not going to, cause this is not what the show's about. And so he turns it on its head and he has them say, help us, help us. And, and the doctor says, well, that's new, right? I mean, it's that you can <laughs> see in every, every page of the script, it's an attempt to make the Daleks be, uh, put in a different position just to make them more interesting but what about i've forgotten the oh sorry i was gonna ask at the end of the episode even though they don't remember him shouldn't they kill him anyway that's that's (laughs) all the more reason they should kill him because his amazing intimidation factor here's that guy that we're so intimidated by we refuse to fire a shot yeah but he's already been in the box he dances around a lot and they have a really hard time aiming (laughs) Well, he's he he, but he teleports into the into the TARDIS, right? So he's basically he pokes his head out and says, "Aha!" Yeah. What you see? But they've got a shield or something, right? 
He's got a they, shield or something. They can't. So it's they too, can't they had to. They had to pad out the episode a little bit, John. They, could, they zapped track. him in the head. It would just end really quick. I've lost track of universes and so forth. Now we're in, <laughs> now. Uh, here we go. So we're in um, trying to track continuity the, again, Glenn. The, in the in Doctor <laughs> Fantabulum's magical Pandorica, um, in that series of episodes, universe reboots and the Dalek aren't part of the universe. But then later in the World War Two. Winston Churchill episode. Oh, they, Glenn, no, no, no. Let's just don't even talk about the rebooting no, but, the universe. The Daleks but, are always part of the universe. But yeah. so but they've been destroyed over and over. The Daleks have been yes, and they always come back they're because blown. they're contractually like obligated. Though. They're like cockroaches. They there. are. They are endless. Time lock wars and the sand. It's and really, if you're on I a planet, cockroach is scarier. If you're on a planet and 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 you're smart enough, you just get totally converted by nanogenes into being a Dalek. First FYI, time, first why but, do you have a cloud? If you've got a force field that prevents people from yeah. going to thing, and like, who is that exactly? Is that aimed at? Because are there a lot of people who end up on the asylum planet? I, they might exterminate. They, they might. Yes, silence you. Why does God like need a spaceship? Your plot holes are relevant. <laughs> the forehead uh, bursters. Yeah, yeah. Sound effect for them. Some guy's taking a cork out of a bottle in the foley room. They <laughs> <laughs> use that sound like three times. Yeah. So now that the Daleks don't know who the Doctor is, do they want to just go around and everybody else in the universe thinks he's dead, which makes some really interesting conversations. Ah, oh, remember that guy, the Doctor? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Although, again, I, I I like the fact that that it's really them saying the show is just uh, you, you can't have it be that everybody in the universe already knows who he is and knows what he's going to do and every time he meets the Daleks the Daleks are going to say that oh it's you we know who you are and it's it's like it's like <laughs> we're watching again. we're Here's watching this name for you we're oh, watching no. a retcon yeah, in progress where did the predator thing come from they that just was watched the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger that was a very yeah. silly name you're like uh, you know the uh, thing in that movie Jesse the body was it you mean alien? No, oh, no, the other one. <laughs> Terminator. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the entire episode is just Dalek impressions. Yeah. Dalek impressions all the way down. That's, this is the, that's the, yeah. Those are really good Dalek impressions, too. That's all it is. Well, the Daleks, you know, they are, it's like they're getting them out of the way here. I thought this was a fun episode it, yeah, it, it, because it's a romp, it's a romp and there's a, there, it, it's, it's made for action and it's, you know, you, it, the, there's the big hand wave of like, look, suffice it to say that we're the Daleks and we're going to send you on a mission, even though you're our enemy and you're going to go into this planet and you've got to do this thing. And, and, and at that point, we, and we're going to split, we're going to have a beam that doesn't fire quite accurately so that it splits you up so that the plot can commence in various locations so wait, and the doc the doctor is someone everybody thinks he's dead and he's being sent into a big prison-like thing to do a thing this is just escape from new york all over again exactly exactly escape escape from dalek new york but don't forget the, <laughs> the, the, the doctor five Snake sentence uh, you the five sentence like plot line in this thing between Rory and Amy. So you have the uh, pond life thing, which sets up the fact that they're split, but you don't have to watch that because they establish it. There's literally like five sentences that establish the entire arc of they're divorced uh, and they're now they're back together and everything's fine again. Like yeah. five the, sentences. Here's my I didn't John Sir. Syrac- who they I, were, and I could tell they were divorced. I have a John Syracuse scale complaint, which is oh, no. that. <laughs> sorry, whoa, whoa, whoa. like what magnitude on the Syracuse scale? When when seven point six. Amy says to Rory, I, "We, you know, you always wanted kids, and we can't have any." I'm like. River song. I, I know she's grown I, up. I, I said that to my wife as soon as that line came out of <laughs> her mouth. I'm like, what she do doesn't mean? count. As I somewhere, said. somewhere, River Song is crying in her cell. <laughs> no, no, my no, parents no. never loved me. No, 
They had her when she was even a baby for a little while. Brief, very, very brief. Well, no. She was like a goo baby. Yeah, she was the fake goo baby. Instead. They raised, as, no, they raised her as Mel. They had some time with her. They yeah. fought oh. her. Uh, See, John, I was right, right, John? Yeah. Yeah. Her, you, that's, that's true. But no, like, my complaint was their divorce thing. Like, it, I was hoping this was going to be a season-long arc where they're split up. But no, it's all resolved in five sentences in a single episode. We're divorced for a reason that would have been solved by three seconds talking to each other. Right. And, then, and it was established by like one silent scene with dramatic music playing over it in a webisode. Oh, you know, divorced. Okay, sign this paper. Oh, oh, you just want that baby's not really living. Okay, fine. That's it. That was it. You, no, you know what it should have been? John, you know what it should have been? Who and the broken relationship? No, it should have been. It should have been a season of the Doctor <laughs> at the end of every episode pulling a scope down and it scanning Amy and it's saying divorced. <laughs> not divorced. <laughs> not divorced. Not divorced. Not divorced. Not divorced. <laughs> not divorced. Go, so, no, that's and that Glenn is exactly why I'm glad that this was resolved in one scene in this episode, right? But it's, why have it though? Like I know that this is they're supposed to be like leaving. I, I do know that yeah. much about the seasons. They're they're out of here, right? So fine. Then this is a great way to get them out of here. Have them split up and then have one of them die. I don't care. Do something, but don't like saying, "Are you divorced?" Oh, they're back together. It's he died so many times already. He's died so. Yeah, they, they've done. They've done that one. I did. Well, I did really die in this episode. They almost I, both. I died think we've like turned over a new. I think we've turned over a new leaf with killing Rory. I'll be proved wrong <laughs> next week when a dinosaur eats him or something. He's going to experience the true death to use something from True Blood. Oh, hmm. it's, so it's Rory bits everywhere. There's also another big thing. I didn't understand the whole nano bit, nanobot, nano gene thing was was out of nowhere, confusing. I did like the scene in the escape pod. That was actually kind of awesome and sort of horror scale creepy. Not the dead bodies, but the guy going, You're right. I did die. I died. Oh, yeah, and yeah. my body was preserved by the ice. How did I forget that? And you're like, oh that's it was a nice line. No, lots of nice I, I you know, the the fact that the doctor gets them together and they have that whole scene where they realize they love each other and they cut to the monitor and he's straightening his bow tie and it's like, Yep, that's I meant to do that. I yeah. just really I, I, like I, I was I was a fan of uh where do you get the milk? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was and, when she was making a souffle. That's why the plot – I mean they weren't being quite as clever. Or maybe they were trying to be that clever. Maybe they wanted us to feel the whole time like we yeah, knew how it was going to be a denouement yeah. and they set us up for tragedy. Clearly there's something wrong there, right? And well, not just the milk. Bright red, incredibly well-lit, perfect outfit and making a souffle. You know that's uh, – you know, Not just the milk. The dream. Also the eggs. Kind of eggs. Yeah. Eggs. <laughs> Exterminate. So yeah. it was eggs then stir. And then she kind of, oh, yeah, she just lost it. After and that. I think, I think That's why her didn't work on Twitter. I think Stephen <laughs> Moffat said that that at one point you can see that she actually has an egg beater in her little utility yeah, belt. Yeah, and oh, of course the Daleks oh. have a little egg beater oh. thing on there. Ah, see, God. she's a Dalek. Getting it, hit you over the head. Eggs, it's eggs and milk. <laughs> um, I was, uh, yes, I thought the now so Oswin's performance, the actress's performance, Jenna Luce, I thought Luce she was. Coleman, yeah. What's that? General Louise Coleman is her name. General Louise. I will learn her name. Yes, as you will. You will because you'll have to know it. General Louise Coleman. Yes. Um, she Next was year. doing a Catherine Tate. I thought there was that kind of da 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 thing that she that Catherine Tate does so well. Wait, do, I'm sorry. The, the what thing? That she does. She does. I think that's didn't I tell you? English. Is I think that's an English thing. Cheswick? You know that kind of thing. That little do 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 do. She do. Uh, that was sort of a Catherine Tateism, and she did a bunch uh, of. The Catherine uh, I didn't see. I didn't see it as Catherine Tate, but I did like. I did like her. I thought her performance they, was very. They had good. good chemistry too. I think, despite yeah. not sharing any screen like direct screen time, I thought they right. did a good job because she's their like, interchanges. Yeah, no, she's I was. Spooky. I I saw her and thought, oh, oh, she's good. I can I see why spark. they cast her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Lou Grant. You're on the wrong show. Classic. <laughs> 
It is a classic. Oh, man. If Ed Asner had been a companion. Mary Tyler that. Dalek. That would be a great show. Uh, no. no. Great no, is not the throws, word. She throws her, at the end of the credits, she throws her egg beater up in the air. Is that right. how that works? And then, <laughs> the brave gun fires and destroys it. <laughs> You're going to exterminate it after all. Um, <laughs> Mary, Mary Dalek Moore. Excellent. Uh, any other thoughts about about uh, Asylum of the Daleks? Any other? I kind of like the uh, that we are still in that universe, as we were saying, with the with the Doctor being dead, and I liked that that you know we had that little echo at the end, right, of the question. Oh yes, Doctor Who, the first question, <laughs> Doctor <Wow>. Who. <laughs> I felt they leaned on that for about yeah. five minutes too long, but I liked it <laughs> yeah, because it's the name of the show. You get you get with the Doctor Who, Doctor Question. They've, they've the used that too much the, now. I feel like you can pull that out like once every five seasons. Now they've done well, it like a couple. You want times to get in trouble? Try calling the character Doctor Who and. Then people will off, freak out off the show now. The well, although to be fair, John, it was really like the last scene of the last season, and it's in the ver- it's in the last scene of the first episode of the new season, and I assume that's sort of resetting it's, the I think scene. It's just gonna end every episode. Every episode is <laughs> yeah. gonna be I mean, people Who. chanting Doctor Who. You're gonna make it after Who. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. That's right. Hey. Uh, in the Western episode that's coming up, they'll that'll be that that thing. It's you know Doc Holiday and no no no. Doctor Who, Doctor Who. My favorite Doctor part Who. was the uh, in the webisode or whatever thing, uh, the pond, pond life, life thing, where he comes into their bedroom and tries to warn them about something that hasn't <laughs> yeah, happened to great. them yet. It's, yeah. Oh no, never mind. Everything, and then I'm assuming they show like scenes from the from the upcoming season. Right. That that should happen more often than like a time traveler. <laughs> there is, well, and, and it when seems he comes like in, he can't fly the thing very well. So you know that does yeah. seem it takes six, oh, Never mind. Everything's fine. It takes six people. Remember, we found that out. And and, and the no, the best part of that. That particular webisode is that um, Rory says something like, "Oh, I hate when this happens. I hate when he does yeah. this." It's like this is not the first time that he's just come into their bedroom in the middle of the night. It's like, well, no. it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. These guys are unique in the companions in the history of the companions is that they come and go now. It, you know, before everyone always traveled with him, and then he sort of dumped them somewhere. It was sent to Gallifrey <laughs> right. to be tried. Pretty much for you, Ace. Yeah, <laughs> That's it's right. Great. It's like <laughs> bye bye, Mary um, Jane. Uh, Mary Jane. Sure. Sure. Oh, the classic Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> Louise Jane. I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. Wow, Jane. Glenn. The Glenn bot is broken down again, guys. <laughs> Glenn does not have a. Butter. Yeah. Shopping list. Glenn is slowly being transformed into a Dalek by no, a Dalek cloud. I'm glad, they, I'm glad they didn't actually resolve that plot, plot point, though. That would have been really wonderful. Of <laughs> you being converted into a Dalek? <laughs> The not, no, the nano, like, you know, the nano genes uh, thing. It's like, it's terrible. We're all going to, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Well, like, no, I don't know. Is she partially converted now? Yeah. Are they, are they both? She well, I guess we like, took it off. But, and what about the, I really like that with the doctor, but they didn't really explain it. The whole, oh, he's a time lord. He probably doesn't even probably need doesn't one. Probably doesn't even need it. Maybe, maybe he does. So oh, it starts yeah. by eating your love, and the more love you have, the longer it takes to turn into a dollar. And I th- we can do this mathematically, guys, because I've heard that the love you make is equal to the love. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> oh, wow. There's an equation in here somewhere. That's right. That's right. That, that's what confused the Daleks. The thing I think is unique about the the Rory and, and Amy pair uh, from the because I only I only started watching with uh, Eccleston, so I only know like these things is that not that they're spunky, it's just that they seem to have a, a kind of cynical, world weary attitude, like a paternal attitude towards the Doctor. Most of the other ones were, tend to be in awe of him or, or swept right. along by him, but they're like, oh, yeah. that Doctor guy again, and they're like, oh, I kind of miss this. This is kind of fun. Like maybe this is the impression from the webisodes and all that stuff, but they seem more cynical about it. I just wish they would 
also be more intelligent. Like when he bursts into the room and says, oh, no, never mind. That hasn't happened to you yet. He said, wait, wait, wait. Just while you're here, write down like a synopsis of the current episode that you're in so that when we come to it, we'll say, <laughs> okay, the episode. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, funny. Know, they did that with the, uh, with the original silence. Uh, what was the episode? Blink. With the, uh, Blink, yeah. Blink, that's basically it. He goes running by with a crossbow and they're like, here, you need this. It's like, I haven't done, haven't just told. hold on to it. You'll need it later. Okay, yeah. good. Here You'll you get stuck in 1969. Just go Here's through this. Here's the script. Acts of progress. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No, I think it was. I think it was actually. It's very entertaining. It was one of these rollicking episodes. Lots of stuff, hor- you know, horror show style things, giant plot elements, creepy, and then you know, beautiful woman, woman at the end, and then the big reveal. She's so, a doll. Beautiful it didn't doll set up like the season, though, did it? Did it? Didn't feel like it set up the season. No, no so it was just it was like a, an episode, it was a okay, tweener fine. episode. Yeah. So my impression of this season is that it, there is nothing to set up. That 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 the it's gonna run around like crazy now. No, no, the the, no, the well, feedback doing them as each as individual sort of blockbuster. Yeah, campaign, the feedback right? from last season, I think, of how arc heavy it was, has been taken to the point where this, and I suspect that there is a a, a big storyline coming for the fiftieth anniversary next year. So this season is essentially all standalone episodes. And I think the the arc is moving into the background for a little while. So we got to get rid of Rory and Amy. Right, that's, that's the arc. Is we got to. I think there's an episode. I think that's a single question. episode. We got headless monks, probably. Maybe I hope we don't. I don't. Have I don't monks. know if that's happening this season or if that's something that they're saving monks. for the 50th. Uh, I think that Fields of Trenzalore and all those things are 50th what? anniversary material, and that they're oh. not going to deal with it this this season. They'll call it the 14 Doctors. Yeah, round up everyone who's alive and see what happens. And maybe even some of the ones who are dead. Just recast them. No one they'll will just know. Get, they'll just re, you know, modify the Tupac hologram. Put Hartnell. All the holograms. Tupac, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, it's the William Hartnell hologram. It's coming. It's going to happen. With a great six. And then he's going to give us our election results. Oh, they could do what they did on Sopranos where they constructed a new robotic Livia Soprano out of old clips. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think the BBC has the budget for that. They make like Fred Astaire dance with a vacuum cleaner or something like that. They can do anything these days. They can do anything. They can dance with a Dalek. Fred Astaire can dance with a Dalek. That'll be all the old doctors have been converted into Daleks. You ever dance with a Dalek in the pale moonlight? (laughs) Dance. I'm not sure a Dalek can dance, what with not having legs. (laughs) The Dalek dances. That's the title. Didn't you see them? There was that whole scene where they were waltzing. Oh yeah. That well, that was just kind of idly spinning around. But sure, I'll buy it. I did kind of like that that scene where where Amy thought that the Daleks were little friendly people. Yeah, they didn't look that friendly. I got to be honest. Hilarious and strange. (laughs) I like that. It was bad aim, though. Once again, could not shoot. Right. Even when it didn't walking. even have this. Look again. You have plenty of time. Trust me, they won't attack. They'll just slowly trundle towards you. Just look again. Oh, I see. Now I have time to be shocked and run. Good thing they didn't fire on me. I did like the. I They're did sick. like that we get They're that. They're in an asylum. We, I did like that we get that, like, you know, the edgy bit of the doctor where he kills all, you know, all a bunch of the Daleks by turning one of them into a bomb, basically. And then he gets that to deliver that smug, you know. Who killed all the Daleks? Who do you think killed yeah. all the Daleks? I like that line. I did not like the line on a scale of one to ten. Eleven. Oh, eleven. Yes, that's that's great oh. writing there, guys. Mm. On a scale of one to ten, I'm the eleventh duck. It's like the 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 <laughs> uh, Spinal Tap uh, joke has come all the way back oh, around to not our being. Da- this should be called. This episode should be called "Our Dalek Goes to Eleven. Ask yourself how much you more smoke could he be, and the answer is to none. be fair. On a scale of one to ten for the Doctor, this is like a six. Yeah. That would have been a much better line on a scale of one to ten. 
Yeah. Like a hard six. Yeah, they didn't yeah, steal 27 not. planets and hide them through some <laughs> So, So I'd say we're doing pretty well then. No one's trying to kill us right now, and we're all in the same room. Nobody's captured separately. Man, we're doing, yeah, about, we're, we're doing we're okay. Solid, solid three right there. Yeah. You think this I, is bad? I do this all the time. I yeah, thought that was uh, what I call Thursday. I just realized that that line at the beginning, the bit about doctor needs his companions. I was like, you know, and man must have his mate. This no one can deny. It just I don't know. Struck me as a very odd thing. Like we is the Dalek ex machina part of the show. <laughs> I, I wish something would strike you. Um, <laughs> they you. know that the doctor always Thank has you, a sir. companion. They haven't noticed he also always kills all the Daleks he meets. Yeah, so right. they're so, sort of recognition. <laughs> recognition is not their strong suit. It's your point. So what's with the Dalek driving the bus? <laughs> <laughs> it was a converted, Dalek converted per- human. I, yeah, but... well, what were the converted human Daleks doing on Earth? How did I they even? That, I know. So I read so that so kids' book. Dalek technology. Don't let the bus. Don't let the Dalek drive the bus. No, no, that's a bad idea. But, but I will exterminate. <laughs> that's no, no, you can't drive. The Just bus. to exterminate the people outside the bus, not inside the bus. That's all we ask. Also, the Daleks do. Daleks drive buses. Daleks uh, are are makeup artists. Daleks do a lot of things. And Jason. Daleks miss their like daughter who was kidnapped anymore. Okay. I did like that. I did like the Dalek, the converted woman that was she seemed to be very underused at the beginning when she lures the doctor, then she has a couple really funny lines, and then you know, She's she just gone. has a spiff, spiffy outfit. Yeah. Spiffy, not very Dalek-y outfit. She before she was a Dalek, it was really bothering me that she was a super hacker that could turn off all the security system. Right. But still thought the best way to keep her door closed was to pound wood across a door that was clearly Monty. One of the many, many signals that this is a dream sequence. <laughs> yeah. You see someone hammering wood against a door in a spaceship. It's metal. Dream, and also it's metal. And Glenn, planks, you always bring wooden planks with you on your spaceship. Glenn, by the case. way, the fashionable woman. The fashionable woman. Yeah, uh, is dressed that way because if she was wearing like a big long dress with little balls all around it, <laughs> and and like yeah, a and like okay. a sucker and a, and a egg beater. Later, I meant when she's in the parliament, she could have you know changed her civvies and like if she'd walked in and was holding trend. like a plunger in one. It just hand would have been a giveaway. Yeah, be like oh, I just I just don't know what to do. You, you know, a, I'm, not James, a, I'm not a Dalek. I'm yeah. a plumber. I James Bond a wears a tuxedo for this very same reason. I it's just clean the drain. All right. Okay, so so that's more plumbers. That's uh, Asylum of the Daleks. So uh, you know, it's the Daleks. I I I was very happy to have Doctor Who back, and I had a fun time. And my son was only mildly frightened by the horrible, deformed Daleks that are down in that in that terrible place. But uh, scale of one to ten, how frightened was it? (laughs) It wasn't eleven. Let me tell you that. Because it, you said ten, one to ten, and if the scale is one to ten, eleven doesn't make any sense. So you just scale it, this, but it's eleven. Because why? Why wouldn't you just make eleven? Just make ten louder. Ten, yeah, exactly. <laughs> why wouldn't you just make Dalek. ten more scary? You mean and then Dalek, call that don't ten? Don't even look at that Dalek. Don't even. Why would you say eleven when ten could just be more scary? Ah, John knows what I'm talking about. I'm with you. That's another episode. <laughs> is it? Anyway, someday. I'll someday. give 110% of that episode. Someday. The Spinal Tap episode of The Incomparable will happen. Uh, before we go, I wanted to mention the Hugo Awards. Yes. We're giving away. We win one? 
Uh, we didn't win one of those. We won a. We won a. Nominated. We won another. There was, there was even a fan casting. Yeah, fan cast one, as Jason points out, by professional. <laughs> yes, the, the winner. Writers. The winner Give of the talent. Yeah, the winner of the best fan cast award was a bunch of professional science fiction writers who have been nominated for Hugo's. So they're fan. Either change the name or. You know, but they're not professional podcasters. <laughs> no, they they're not, you know, those ten guys. Yeah, that exist. they love themselves very much. Sure, it's lovely. It's lovely. Uh, best novel went to Joe Walton's, among others, which we did a podcast. Well, when we did our Hugo podcast, we yes, expressed I, our I love. Should, I guess I should read it. You now. should read it. It's really it's good. So good. It's really good. That was great, and I was very happy. Uh, and Scott McNulty, who could not be with us. Uh, it joins me in saying, "Yay! It wasn't Deadline. It was yeah. <laughs> the book we really loved. Instead, it wasn't oh, just the uh, anti-vote. It was also the vote for the one that we thought was the best." Because, like, because uh, I wasn't on watching UStream before they unceremoniously cut it <laughs> off. The UStream people, which we could mention, but the uh, I'm watching the tweets and I see Patrick uh, Hayden Nielsen, who's um, a science fiction editor of some renown, start kvetching about, he's like, I really hate this, I hate these fan-driven events, it's just it's really awful, and I thought, oh no, they gave it to Grant, and then it was, <laughs> he was complaining about, they were showing a memorial footage from the previous year, and he said people, yeah, people applauded loudly at some, some and didn't for others, and he was absolutely appalled by it. Yeah. Yeah, people. people. It happens. They're the worst. <laughs> um, uh, I think Embassy Town finished second, by the way. The uh, oh Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Dan. Uh, I ran. I ranked it second. It was up against other books that were not as good. This, this is why I have stopped paying attention to the awards for the most part. Yeah. Yes. This year they did a good job though. Um, the Man Who Bridged the Mist by Kidge Johnson uh, won Best Novella, and I love that story. Great story, and it won, which made me very happy. I know people that know Kidge, and they say she is the best. Uh, I didn't even know she was a she, but you know what? That story is the best, so that's even better. Uh, good to hear that. Yeah, Man Who Bridged the Mist, crazy, uh, really good. Loved it a lot, and it won, so I was very excited. Um, best Novelette went to Charlie Jane Anders, who's the editor of io9.com, uh, and she wrote a story called Six Months, Three Days, which was a fun story about... Uh, two precognitives who have a relationship and they both know how it's going to end, but they can't not go through it because they know that they have their relationship for six months and three days before it ends. Uh, and it was very funny and told in a little timey-wimey, I guess, but uh, that was really good. Uh, the Paper Menagerie, which is a fantastic story. The two great short stories, Ken Lose, The Paper Menagerie won, and then uh, Lily Yu, who won the uh, the award for best new writer had a great story called the Tar- cartographer wasps and anarchist bees. That was also, those were my two favorite short stories and both of those writers walked off with an award. So that made me happy. Well, what, they stole them. They, they, <laughs> they walked off and the, were not stopped. So oh, that, I nice. guess they won. That's, that's how I hope to win yeah, someday. Yeah. And then in the dramatic presentation, uh, awards, the long form award, they decided to submit game of Thrones as a season in the long form category instead of as individual episodes in the short form category, which has been won by Doctor Who for like the last five years. So, uh, and so Game of Thrones won the long form category for season one. And uh, the Neil Gaiman episode, The Doctor's Wife of Doctor Who, won the short form category. Which, which I believe came with the revelation that he is currently writing another episode. He's writing another yes. episode, yes. 
It's yes. in the third draft. That's right. It's exciting. That's the best draft. That is. <laughs> it's just going to get worse. First two long. weren't so good, but the third. It's only the third draft's only two hundred thousand words. Just to get it down by ninety percent yeah. now, I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, that, that was the point of the show where the Ustream cut it off because they just shown clips of yeah. the <laughs> content word. robot scanning content <laughs> robot coming through content robot scanning for uh, violations of copyright. <laughs> Spotted the Doctor Who clips authorized, in fact, of course, by. The BBC to be shown because uh, they were nominated for an award. You show the clips. Yes. So copyright has been violated. <laughs> it might also stream will be terminated. <laughs> Idiots. What was that, Monty? I say it might also have been the community clip. I wouldn't put NBC's robots. Oh. Yeah, it's true. It could also be NBC. I'm surprised NBC's robots would be that competent. That's what I. Yeah. Was I'm surprised by the very idea of robots watching all of you stream and recognizing <laughs> copyrighted well, material. Well, better them Frankly, than us. We're bored. We don't have much to do. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing on the Asylum of the Daleks. They're watching you stream. They're watching yeah. TV. You know, they there got, we go. That explains everything. That's why they went mad. <laughs> they were watching TV. <laughs> You're watching. Please turn it off. No. Yes. The Game Show Network is coming on. G4, G4, <laughs> G4. Uh, anyway, the, the I got to say about the Hugos, other than, yes, it was a funny moment from a technology perspective when they were shut off. Their stream was shut off because they posted copyrighted clips. Yeah. <sighs> I'm glad the great novel. I'm glad yeah. the right novel won. Is all I can say. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think the short story winners were all really good too. And and although it's I didn't great. vote Neil Gaiman's episode first, I I did like it. I thought the the girl who waited was a little bit better, but I I, I liked it. So yeah, yeah. All right. That that okay. I the, the last thing I've got one last thing. Okay. From the episode, which is I love Rory throwing in her face. Well, I loved you more. I mean, I waited two thousand years. Yeah. How many times in your face? How many times can you do that? I mean that that ends a lot of arguments. I'm guessing in that pond household. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, over the weekend I watched it. getting divorced again. I watched the last couple episodes of Friday Night Lights over the weekend, which is a great show. I loved it a lot. Um, and I put off watching the last season because I didn't really want to watch it and have it end. But there's a very similar thing in there where um, t- uh, Tim Riggins uh, has gone to jail. Uh, for his brother because his brother's got a kid and he doesn't want – even though his brother committed this crime, he basically goes to jail for him, takes the rap for it. And and it was the very much the same thing. It's like, yeah, OK, you went to jail for me. How many times can you put that over my head, right? It's like, yeah, OK, you're a Roman for 2,000 years. I got it. I got that. But it's it's – you know, that was 2,000 years ago. Let it you go. Wait, you waited 2,000 <laughs> years. I'm sterile. We're even, OK? Yeah. <laughs> Wow, you were a... you were plastic. I rebooted the entire universe. It, everything in the universe is because of me. It's me, me. Let's call it even. <laughs> okay. Let's call it even, Mister Pond. Yeah. If I go somewhere and wait two thousand years for you. Will you drop it already? <laughs> That's it. That would be the solution, Doctor. Take me back two thousand years. I'm going to get All this. Right. Let's just get this evened up. Yeah, yeah. She waited like thirty years or something in the uh, the one where she she got old. Yeah, yeah. Didn't seem like that long. Yeah, but that one that one doesn't (laughs) exist anymore. No, they wiped her out, and she wasn't made of plastic, so she actually aged. She was also kind of bitter. (laughs) Yeah, she was. Ah, that she was on the other foot, and yet Rory didn't say anything about that. I waited two thousand years, thirty, whatever. All right. Uh, Well, thank you all for being in this special. exciting flash podcast episode that i will not edit 
Very fun. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And uh, we'll be back and we'll try to do maybe a couple more of these as the uh, Doctor Who season goes along. Yeah, let's wait for the, the pirate episode this season. We can oh, man. Yes, we'll wait for another really, really bad episode so that we can yell about it. Uh, it's always good. That's always good. Because, you know, this was fun. It was not... It's the Daleks. What can, what can you do? I thought I thought they did about as well as one could do with Daleks. Well, now we won't see the Daleks for another year you know, plus. Year. Well, until the fiftieth anniversary. Well, now we've got. Probably. I mean, now <laughs> Stephen Stephen Moffat's Daleks are the Weeping Angels, right? Who we're due to see again in yeah, like three or four we'll episodes. See them in a few episodes. I hope they yeah. went to the crack of time. Oh yeah, well, like that'll stop them. Yeah, <laughs> they'll always be back. Good point. They're not yeah. like lost socks out of your dryer. <laughs> Clean out the timey-wimey filter. They are. Don't thing. blink when you open the dryer. <laughs> I never do. Don't don't even blink at the lint at the lint trap. I'm supposed to look in the lint trap? Uh-oh. <laughs> it's a don't, trap! Don't look. <laughs> don't look. Don't look in the lint trap, Monty. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my thanks to Glenn Fleischman. Thank you. Monty Ashley. Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Affirmative. Uh, Dan Morin. You're very welcome. And John Syracuse. Eggs, Jason. Eggs. 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 And Eggs. to Eggs. our own personal Dalek, Scott McNulty, who could not be here because Eggs. he's in the wilds of Maryland. Thanks for listening to the Incomparable Special Flash podcast edition. We'll be back with another episode next week. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>